0: welcome to a podcast with the random clicks my name's yvonne i'm that one karen who's not like the other karens because i'm poor the panda yvonne
1: i am that silly little toddler who can never seem to put their shoes on the right foot the lion colton (laughs) crafts
2: Um, I am the cat that likes to sleep on the clean laundry on your bed. The, uh, the raccoon, you know, (laughs) (laughs) show. I have no
0: idea. Oh, that's so good. (laughs) Anyways. So us three, we were conducting a show. Were we not?
1: We were. <laughs> the- what is that show <laughs> called? James and the Giant Peach Jr. James
0: and the Giant Peach Jr. Who was who the director?
1: Yours truly, the panda. No, oh, shut up. <laughs> no. <laughs> Yours truly, the
0: lion. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. So... We have a lioness director. Um, These poor kids, what was... First of all, what is the stage? Like, what are we setting up from? There's this place called the Fine Arts Center. Like, this is the one of the first times I really interact with Susan. And I really delve into what the fi- Fine Arts Center is. The FAC. <laughs> um... Colton, you know way more about the Fine Arts Center. Could you describe it?
1: Yeah. So the Fine Arts Center also doubles as um, a big puppetry theater. So at times it can scare little children. (laughs) But upstairs is the puppetry theater. And it's also the stage. It's a very small stage. It seats 80 comfortably. But you can squeeze 100 into there. (laughs) it's a (laughs) thrust stage so it's not like a normal proscenium stage it has an audience on all three sides and the stage is raised so people can perform on the stage or on the floor
0: hmm and how long have you been participating with the fine arts center
1: um since i was like six
0: okay so we have this little boy (laughs) who grows up with the Fine Arts Center with Susan who is Susan? Because she is Who is she? Because I think she is one of the most important people in the Fine Arts Center Yeah, She is that girl
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah I mean she owns the place and she runs it and
0: (laughs) That's her job. So yeah,
2: she's <laughs> she's kind of important. I actually um, interviewed her for a job that I had because I worked for the Small Business Development Center, and we were doing spotlights on different businesses <gasps> locally.
0: What did you find uh, out? Spill the tea. Yeah, mm-hmm.
2: I think the most interesting thing is that the Fine Arts Center used to be like a dance hall and a bar.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's did. <good.
2: laughs> That was that was some shocking news for sure. No, but um, yeah, she's just put her whole heart into it. She's just a pretty amazing lady. And she really loves the kids and wants to provide them with a creative outlet and support. And I think she's definitely done that. And I actually used to go there when I was little too. And that
0: was really fun. Yeah, it's like one of the backbones of creating great actors in this tiny city that we live in. It builds them up from where they're really young. Mm -hmm. And they can end up going to other theaters. They can specialize in theater. Um, I mean, I really wasn't open up to theater up until I was like, seventh grade I think Um, so me and the fine arts center connection has been relatively new Um, I've only interacted with them ever since like after high school for most of the part I knew it existed but I was never like delved into it Mm -hmm. Um, so we What, what made you choose James the Giant Peach for this show that we helped make at the Fine Arts Center?
1: Well, originally, I really wanted to do Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Well, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Because I had this perfect kid, we all know who I'm talking about, who is going (laughs) to play Charlie. And I was so excited. I was like, this is going to be perfect. This is going to be perfect. I had a dream about it. And originally, I was not going to do another show there. But after the dream, I was like, okay, I need to do this show. So I text Susan. Like, once I woke up from that dream, it was probably like 3 o'clock in the morning. I was like, hey, <laughs> I really wanted to, to direct another show. Um, and I have the perfect show. And I told her, I was like, I wanted to direct Lily Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. And then she was like, actually... We don't have a director for our fall show yet, so you can definitely direct it. Unfortunately, someone is already directing Willy Wonka.
2: Oh.
1: Uh. So then I was like, well, crap. So then I had to search for another show that I wanted to do that was just as magical and crazy. And I was like, I don't know. It was hard to finally decide. And I kept seeing James and the Giant Peach pop up. But I, like, remember the movie. I was like, that movie did not have any good music. What do you mean it's a beautiful (laughs) It's true. Yeah. Then I finally was like, okay, fine. It has a strong male lead. I'll look at it. And, like, I remember pressing play on, you know, it probably was Pump and Juicy. It was probably (laughs) that song. The Um, most
2: iconic song in the whole
1: (laughs) You're right. I pressed play, I was like, this is the show. This is oh, they put money on that tree. It might have been money on that tree. It probably was. I pressed play, I was like, this is the show that we're doing. Um so, and in Brigham City, the land of peaches, what suited it, suited us better?
0: Oh, that is exactly. so true. Oh my gosh. So I mean overall it was a good show. Mm -hmm. to pick Mm -hmm. very challenging for the kids I think Yeah, super like we so I was I helped with the choreography and then Rachel helped assistant direct and Colton was the main director and tearing these kids and remolding them into these characters (laughs) like really that's what we did
2: literally Um,
0: (laughs) um I I think Colton has more experience with kids than I ever will but (laughs) I mean I've only ever choreographed for I mean teens and above kind of I've never really choreographed for like little tiny kids Mm -hmm. um and so when like all this music came in to part and all this acting came in I was like oh shoot I need to help with that too because musical theater dancing isn't just you know a competitive dance number or ballet it's like you have to sing while you're doing this and you have to act while you're doing this you have to develop your character the entire process up until the show um Mm -hmm. up until the show performance and so that was kind of a struggle for me. I think that helped me grow as a as a teacher. But Rachel, um, you got to experience a different side. We didn't experience the same things. What, like, pushed you and what kind of growth did you see with these kids? Because they had nothing but great things to say about you. So I think you did a good job.
2: Thank you. I think... <laughs> what thank you so much thank you um no I I was really impressed with the kids because I know that the choreography that you guys did was more challenging it was more advanced like even even at shows I've done at the other community theater and watching the adults and even myself like learning choreography I don't know if they would have even been able to do that like the kids really picked up on it and like ran with it granted their kids so it wasn't perfect and like you know Mm -hmm. we had our moments but they they, i'm really impressed with what they did i'm impressed with their character and the energy and truly like you know how the theater fairies visit like right when the show opens like i think that happened because it was magical like i wanted to cry because i was so proud of them um and then I don't know, working with that many kids was a challenge, I think. (laughs) It was a little overwhelming at times, Mm -hmm. having that many in the same room at once. Yeah. But...
0: (laughs) Have you ever done something like this before, Rachel?
2: Nope. I, I assistant directed a show just before that, but it was all adults and, like... everyone was more experienced and so I was kind of there just learning and helping here and there and it was a good experience too but it definitely was way different and I feel like I was more involved in this one and it was just fun to learn how to teach the kids and I guess seeing how they understand things individually and trying to make them feel comfortable and important like each individual kid was important to the show and i think it's easy for them to not feel that way if they're in the ensemble or whatever like they're just like oh i can goof off or i'm not really that important so i'm just not gonna try but like it's important to let them know how important they are to the show and i think that made a difference in the end with a few of them (laughs)
0: Mm I think that's true. And you've ended up working with kids because I think, I mean, do you still have a job? This is a pandemic. Do you still have a guaranteed (laughs) job with kids now? Because you, you, what is this, a charter school? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Is that still something that's there after this pandemic?
2: I believe so. I'm hopeful for it. I'm still getting paid right now. Mm -hmm. Until the end of school year, and obviously, like we're doing everything online, mm-hmm. and like I said, they're hopeful to be able to come back in the fall, but like with different procedures, obviously, to be more cautious, maybe smaller groups of kids and staggering the lunch and the recess and all that kind of stuff i I really hope so. I'm planning on going back, and it's probably been one of the best jobs I've ever had. <laughs> Uh they kids really are like they're just kids are just really special like they have so much to offer and they're so genuine and sometimes kind of brutally honest Uh and i think that's kind of helped me develop a thicker skin (laughs) (laughs) they literally they find the thing that you are literally the most insecure about uh, they they pick it up out of the air and they just like they like zero in on you and just like bring it up and you're like Uh. yep they they, they, they and they think you're really cool so it's like I don't know (laughs) win win
0: (laughs) that is so true these kids will destroy you as you're trying to build them up Um. exactly (laughs) (laughs) but they're pure they don't have malicious intent you know that's kind Mm -hmm. of what I learned sometimes I thought like kids were evil but like kids actually for the most part I don't think they're evil sometimes they're just raised in a wrong way you know yeah Um. so we develop these relationships with these kids and we it's so hard to make like a performer from a kid who's like never done this before mm-hmm. but Let's talk about the kids who have done this before. I was impressed with mo i mean <laughs> I was genuinely impressed with the <laughs> what it, what the lead roles, yeah, I feel the like lead. the lead roles were about as good as they could have been. I agree, like. They all deserved to have a lead role in that show, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. the plump and juicy. I can't.
2: Oh man, the energy!
0: The energy, Colton. What, what <laughs> is bad. plump and juicy?
1: <laughs> plump and juicy. So, for those of you who haven't read *James and the Giant Peach* or watched the movie, um, they get lost. Lost at sea on a peach and they're trying to get to New York City. And there's this part where these sharks come and start eating the peach. So the bugs (laughs) and James need to find a way to fly over the ocean. And James has this awesome idea to lasso a bunch of seagulls and get them to fly the peach over the ocean. So, they use the earthworm, who's one of the bugs, and he's a big fraidy cat throughout the whole show. They use the earthworm to lure in all of these seagulls to get, to lasso them to fly. And the earthworm just has this big number where at first he's really scared, but then he has this explosion of, like, bravery and courage and just flamboyancy to lure all the the seagulls in this awesome like tango salsa number
2: (laughs) (laughs) I love I love listening to you describe this because it makes me like realize how ridiculous it is. (laughs) As soon as you said the sharks are trying to eat the peach. I'm like why (laughs) why would any shark like (laughs) I've
0: never seen a shark eat a peach But you never know, maybe they have a sweet tooth.
2: I mean, that's their secret.
0: (laughs) That is why peaches don't grow in the ocean, because sharks ate (laughs) all.
2: That's
0: the reason why. It's too
2: dangerous for that.
0: So we have classic musical numbers. We have Plump and Juicy. We have, what is it, Money on That Tree. Money on That Tree. I think Money on That Tree was my favorite one
2: honestly same i think that's the one where it clicked where i was like the music in this is like really good it (laughs) actually was
0: and um i think money on that tree is one of those numbers that can never get perfect but can always get better you know it is a hard song and i feel like we had two (laughs) amazing aunts playing Oh, yeah. You know, these main singers in the song and lead characters, and they were really good and well developed. And that is so ridiculous. Like the peach getting bigger and bigger. And so they're trying to, like, make money off this tree. (laughs) (laughs) Literally making money off this tree. Um, They invite, like, journalists, like, agents, like, come look at this tree. And, like, all these little kids are, like, coming up and, like, dancing with the music. And there's so, (laughs) there's so many, like, parts to this. Uh Like, I feel like every kid got at least one chance to, like, be in the spotlight. Because
1: this song was so insane. (laughs) There was so much. Because we had the reporters we had the ladies garden guild we oh, i love them the <laughs> what are they called the hollywood directors the hollywood. yeah and all those kids and they were pretty small groups too
0: yeah and it wasn't just one voice like it was like a ton of these little kids had their own little parts and their own little comments on the side and hmm I mean, I think that was cool. It was probably one of the most inclusive songs in that show. And mm-hmm. the music was good. And definitely Money on That Tree was one of the songs that I highly recommend listening to or watching. I think watching the song, like, completely changed it. It added the whole other dimension of, like, this is performing arts theater. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in the end... The ants get spoiler alert. Um, <laughs> the ants get <laughs> ran over by the peach. Um, <laughs> but there's a lot leading up to this, and the ending question mark. The ending was a question mark.
1: Oh, the ending.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, we develop. We so James meets these bugs. They're in the peach. They travel with the peach. They get to New York City. Uh, the ants find them. They want their peach back so they can make money because the ants are poor and mean and they don't deserve the peach because they're mean. And so then the bugs, they yeah. try to kill the bugs and then James like stop and then the peach runs over the ants <laughs> and that last part lasts about as long as I have <laughs> summarized uh, the entire that. show. <laughs>
1: happens so fast and then <laughs> well James and then they, they go
2: into another like,
1: I feel bad but I feel good and then they have a musical number
2: they just like go straight into this just like peppy and just like yeah like life is great those are the best kind of musicals you know <laughs> someone dies and then they have a peppy yeah. musical I, number I afterwards. think I gave
1: that ending too much credit I have the script right here and all that happens is they get squished. And then he says, Is it wrong that I don't feel bad? <laughs> and then the musical number starts. <laughs> uh.
2: Man. Out of time.
0: Um, so, what are the themes in James and the Giant Peach, do you think?
1: Um. Definitely that family isn't always blood
0: and sometimes death mm-hmm. isn't that bad it's just a new growth <laughs> that's fair <laughs> sometimes yeah. you got to kill things in order to grow better around it it's like it's like what did the native americans do i swear they did something they would like burn the grass so that the bison would come and eat off the new grass and then they would hunt the bison i swear
2: that's a, that's a good <laughs> analogy for James and the
0: Giant <laughs> Um, I think that was one of the themes. <laughs> um, another theme I would say is you can make money off anything if you try hard enough. True. You can... Really, in the age of the internet, like, wow.
2: <laughs> I think the other one is like, finding yourself and building confidence because I think that happened for just about every one of the main characters like I think that happened with James obviously Mm -hmm. and with the earthworm and and like kindness goes a long way Mm -hmm. as well And like even the centipede in the end was like you know what I'm your family too like Mm -hmm. we good the
0: centipede was this awful character mean 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 Up until, like, the last five minutes of the show.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Character character development development right
0: there. (laughs) Even if you're mean, there's always a chance to come back. But he was, like, older, wasn't he? Wasn't the caterpillar older?
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah, he, like, was talking about his experiences of, like, the raid of 49 (laughs) or whatever. Like, Oh
0: my gosh.
2: He had some trauma in his past that probably have contributed to his anger right. issues
0: i feel like some of the kids what i learned about kids is that sometimes kids are a hundred or nothing they will <laughs> go hard or they just don't care
2: or not at all
0: <laughs> yep that's that, that but is funny very thing, accurate when the lights are on and the audience is there everybody suddenly turns into a 100 percent actor <laughs> exactly. Oh, that's funny. Um So what's what's the biggest takeaway from making a show? I don't know, Colton, like what'd you learn? What what about this show made it special?
1: Um Well for one it was like lots of crazy things were going on in my life oh my time. gosh
0: oh, so we are college yeah. students let it be known so that adds another dimension to this what we had to go through
2: very we're young. very young we were,
0: <laughs> I was 20 when we started I'm now 21 and Colton Colton was... <laughs> Back <in the> day. <laughs> um and then Colton you were tiny you were as you're only like two <laughs> years younger than me or one year younger
1: than me. <laughs> yeah, I was 19. still the age I'm... that I am right now.
2: <laughs> I was going to say same.
0: <laughs> but I've grown so much from 20 to 21. Um, <laughs> I think I'm proud of the work that we did. It was so hard. What
1: were the biggest challenges you think? Um, for me, one of the biggest challenges, like, I'm very scatterbrained, and I've been told this multiple times. I will will insult you. (laughs) Yeah, even cast members, they'll tell me, you're very scatterbrained. (laughs) Like, well, I still put on a good show. Ew, I love it. (laughs) Yeah, I'm very scatterbrained, and especially with everything that was going on around, like, these three months, I was like, how am I going to make it through this? And it was just hard yeah. to like be organized and still um, have a good thing to put on the stage and have time to fulfill all the commitments and like I'm not gonna do any like bland like no fun costumes kind of show. Like that's just not how I learned to do shows. That's not how I let that's not what kind of shows I like being in. So I was like, yeah, I'm going to give 110% this whole show and have awesome things that people, like, come and look at and things that people will remember. But at the same time, it was hard to find time to fulfill all of the expectations I had for myself and I had for this show.
0: You did, Colton, I'm going to call you
1: out. (laughs) You did have
0: expectations for other people that the other people didn't know they had to meet those expectations yeah (laughs) Rachel laughs because she knows this is true (laughs) um it's okay
2: but I'm not I'm not (laughs) trying to be hard on you by that either like I I am the same way so (laughs) one
0: of the biggest things (laughs) that I learned is how important communication is when developing yeah. this big mm-hmm. of a production. Now I am honestly oh, yeah. awed by the fact that things like Broadway exist because if I was anywhere near close <laughs> to being a director of something on Broadway like I would I don't know what I would do. I couldn't handle that kind of pressure. Uh,
2: being a director is, is hard because there is like a lot Like, you have to oversee everything, and so, like, and and it's hard to not want to take on everything and, like, have those expectations of yourself, because, like, I know lots of directors who still, like, that I've worked with that really do, they take on everything, and they're like, I have to do this and this and this, and it's like, oh, like, sit down, take a break, let someone else (laughs) do this, and it's, it's okay, and it's like, I'm, it'll probably be a long time before I direct something, because... I can't handle that amount of stress because I also have a lot of expectations of myself and I tend to overdo it. And so like, I I admire your vision and the fact that you're able to do all that you did while you were going through all the personal stuff that you were going through and just like pulling it together. And it it was a good show. Mm. (laughs) It really was. Yeah, we did good. And I think something that I learned is like, Get as many people as you can and delegate, like, have someone in charge of something and then have that person have, like, a committee because, my goodness, you don't realize how much work putting on a show is until you get into Mm -hmm. the thick of it, you know?
0: And we also, fun fact, had a couple people who ended up flaking on us in the middle.
2: Yeah. In the (laughs) middle
0: of making the show. So that did not make it easier. In fact, it made it harder. (laughs) Um, so if you're gonna mm-hmm. commit to something, fun fact, commit. Yeah, just shout out
1: <laughs> to Heidi Hunt. Heidi,
0: oh my gosh, you ever amazing! To
1: this, you <laughs> saved our show.
0: Really? Wow.
1: Mm-hmm. Like for those of you who don't know Heidi, Heidi is an amazing musical director. She actually. Um, directed the music in a chorus line when I was in that at the Ziegfeld Theater. And I remember getting down to like the nitty gritty of time and money on that tree was not coming. It sucked.
2: It was was so bad. bad, Every
1: (laughs) single time. And then I remember texting Heidi. I was like, Heidi, we need your help. Please, 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 please come help us. And then she dedicated so much of her time for like a whole week maybe a little over a week to just come and help us at rehearsals and work with the leads and push us through what we needed to to finally get to the point where I would be like okay we have a good show now like our show is going to be great and she totally saved us because we were not going to make it without her
2: yeah that wow (laughs) she made a huge difference in those kids and what they found it like and what they were willing to do like it's something i don't think any of yeah. us could have done <laughs> we tried but uh, yeah have a music director yeah. man
1: it's
2: a yeah, lot of pressure because- off of everyone else
0: i am not a musical person <laughs> yeah. i am not a singer i am not a composer <laughs> i am not a pianist um, <laughs> but I think those are all great attributes to have in a show someone who can manage that like it would have yeah, it
2: would have just been nice a to have someone
0: that could <laughs> play the piano just have that specific job and not have to worry about anything else you know mm-hmm. instead of having yeah. literally one person who is in charge of like 90% of the music it's hard
2: yeah that's That's also hard. Like, the shows that I've been in, the best ones, have had at least two music directors. And, oh, man, it makes such a difference. Someone to work with, like, the leads and someone to work with the ensemble numbers. Because
0: I think that singing is something that can always be developed. And, like, these kids need a lot of developing. (laughs) Um, That's just the nature (laughs) of things. And... And having more than one person there, I think, would have helped. Because there were some parts where I feel like our growth could have improved. Sometimes it was stunted because we had such a limited amount of people who could work with the kids at one time.
1: Yeah. And I'm so thankful for Steve as well. Because she, like, when we had absolutely no one, she was able to come in. And she helped, like, form those building blocks. Of what the kids need to have, what they need to learn. So then, by the time Heidi came in, it was like Heidi was doing the nitty gritty things and tuning things. And I think she actually had to teach a whole song too because I forgot about the song until the last week. <laughs> but
0: I remember that song. And we had a choreograph
1: too, and everyone was like, "What's going
0: on?" <laughs> I was like, "Just follow someone." <laughs> <laughs> just do something, please. and There were people
2: <laughs> that there were people who honestly did today. not know what
0: what was going on, and they did great just by following <laughs> the leader.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There were my some favorite. girls I
0: pushed to their limits. I I feel like I really did. There were some oh, people yeah. who were at their wits end with us.
1: Yeah, honestly, I think mm-hmm. me especially. <laughs> pushed a lot of children to their point it was like make it or break it but none of them broke yeah,
0: yeah. somehow Colton managed yeah. to
1: bend 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 without
0: snapping <laughs> these kids and it's wow
2: yeah those kids they're resilient and they i think that like this whole experience will be really good for them and it'll like it'll make being in shows for them <laughs> easier later on because they'll have that all those skills and the know-how and they'll understand like how to work with directors Mm -hmm. and all that so
1: yeah and i know i'm not like the best director like even at the fine arts center i definitely think jennifer delaney she is one of the best she's organized and she has creative ideas so those two things go together to make an awesome director but I just think, you know, I'm still young. Like I'm only 19.
2: <laughs> oh my gosh, well, did, Yeah, you have, you have not like lived like 50 years and done like 100 shows. Like for for being as young as you are and not doing as many shows, like yeah. that's pretty amazing. That's why I, <laughs> I would tell say.
1: myself, "What, like, well, probably should have done that." I just think I'm still young. I'm still learning. <laughs> like I haven't taken a directing class before like all of this is just from me yeah. like learning and watching other directors that I've had so i can blame the crazy on someone else and
0: <laughs> i think this is where education and experience comes hand in hand um because i think there's still a lot of growth that each of us individually can can do um, we're all oh, yeah. really young, and to be making shows like that's kind of <laughs> that's kind of pushing us to our limits as well. And I, I, I feel like I've do so that. much better. <laughs> and I I don't know if you guys feel oh, the same. same way, but <laughs> I feel like there's a lot of things I have left to learn, and there's a lot of experience I have left. To experience. <laughs> to experience. And I'm excited to see what kind of growth <laughs> and what kind of direction I will end up going. Because, you know, I'd love to keep on, you know, doing choreography and, like, um, helping out kids. But there's also stuff that I need to experience as well that goes along with that. Um, mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I guess just this show has been or was uh, a huge personal growth experience
2: yeah yeah I agree that taught me an awful lot and it taught me that I don't know a lot <laughs> oh, still <no>. and <laughs> but I need to like yeah you just need to grow and learn and you learn what things you need to do and what things you need to not do and like how to work with people and work with kids. And yeah, it really Mm -hmm. good, good learning experience.
1: Yeah. I think, so the year before this, I directed, well I co-directed Wonderland by James DeVita, which is this fun little Mm -hmm. take on Alice through the Looking Glass.
0: Ooh, I love
1: that. It was, that was the first time I had (laughs) choreographed for a show. Like, I had choreographed numbers before, but I had never, like, full-on choreographed for a show or made, like, audition dances, like, first time. And I remember, like, Susan was like, hey, you're a little too young, because I was 18 at the time, just graduated high school. She's like, I'm not (laughs) letting you direct the show by yourself. (laughs) I was like, okay, that's fair. Because it was my first musical I directed, too. <laughs> yeah. I had directed- um, you would have snapped. Yeah. I think that was I would start- have. Because I had directed shows before, but I had never <laughs> done a musical with kids. Like, I worked with kids, but oh, never. That's a, yeah, never. That's a different ball game. Man. I was like, okay, that'll be fine. And I remember just being terrified. Because the, uh, the person I directed with, she had worked with Mrs. Day. She had, like... Had years of college, like she just barely graduated college, and I'm like, oh my gosh, this person yeah. is so much like smarter than me. Like she knows her stuff, and if I mess up, she's <laughs> gonna call me out. Because I remember being scared of her because she had actually taught me one time <laughs> in one of the art classes at the fine arts center. Like she was my teacher. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm directing a show with a teacher. The student
0: becomes the teacher.
1: Yeah, and I. Was- terrified so i just remember we like the you guys thought the communication for james and the giant peach was bad it was even worse with one (gasps) man because i was terrified or anything and like so what we did we split the show in half which bad decision oh my gosh yeah her and her friend took half of the show and me and Mm. tracen Took the other half. That is a that is a cat dog oh, no. situation right there. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to yeah. the 90s show. <laughs> and so we would we would um <coughs> go and talk about a few things where some of our dance numbers that we were doing would be in like their blocking section or some of their um dance numbers that they were doing were in our blocking section. So we would have time to like collaborate and take over but I just remember, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm terrified. So I would just be so happy when she was busy so she couldn't be at rehearsal. And it was my time with Tracen to do something. Because I'd be like, okay, now she's not sitting there. She's not watching us. And she can't judge us. Because I was always so scared of yeah. what she would say or what she would think. And she literally, she brought that show to the top. like Because I was just so scared to do anything that yeah I'm not going to say I didn't direct it because I did but like there was a lot of things where I like fell short of because like I was co-directing it with her so she would just say who should do this and then she was like oh I'll do it and then she did it so I just felt like she was doing <laughs> most of the work like yes I put my heart into that show but she did so much of the work and I'm so grateful for her for that but I didn't really realize that until James and the Giant Peach hit I was like oh yeah Ashley will do it mm-hmm. there was no Ashley
0: it was just no. us just raw you know <laughs> raw effort of <laughs> a bunch of 20 year olds <laughs> yeah um, this Man. is where I think Melanie Day is always right <laughs> if if she has taught me one thing and she has taught me millions of things that um, yes what was I going to say well one of these things <laughs> one of these things was um, if you can walk you can dance if you can talk you can sing And
1: what was the other one? And if you Mm -hmm. can... Wait. (laughs) Walk, dance. If you can... Believe? If you can dream, you can act? I I don't know.
0: One of those things. But either way, um, some of these kids came in walking and they came out dancing. You know? Yeah. And it was some of their first experience. And I was like, you know what? I have always wondered, I was like, are there like natural dancers in the world? Because I feel like one of those like natural dancers. And I was like trying to find someone else that was like that. Like I didn't need that much training before I started doing stuff competitively. And I found out, shout out to this little girls that I ended up teaching. I knew There were some girls who had to try and there were some girls where it just came to them naturally that I was just like, Mm. wow, they picked up on everything so fast. Mm -hmm. And I had my own little group like that I got to teach with and I got to form these bonds with and just all these dancing numbers. It was a lot of character development as well. And I did not think. That I would have to push them in that way too, because we forget. I think we come, we are so accustomed to as we grow up, we think these characters, you know, we develop them ourselves in our heads. But that's like an advanced trait that we have been taught mm-hmm. to do. I really didn't start doing that until I met like Vanessa and Mrs. Melanie Day, um, and that's because they pushed me to do that. But when no one's pushing you to do that and you're so young, like it's hard. And so, I mean, I hoped we helped them Mm -hmm. grow. And so that when they get to be older and they get to experience high school and really push their acting, and maybe even after that, like maybe this isn't the end for them, like we'll be one of the cornerstones or the building blocks of of these amazing performers that are co- gonna come about this and for some kids you know this was just like a one-time thing <laughs> you know they figured out that musical theater just isn't yeah. for them and that's fine but i feel like for the most part this was overall like something healthy that needed to happen for most of these kids these kids have also been through a lot um, Yeah. You know, everyone has different stories Mm -hmm. to tell. And, like, everyone's life is going through a lot, I feel like, all the time. (laughs) If you, you know, you know what I figured out? Like, if you really get to know someone (laughs) and you get really close to them, you realize that they might be just as messed up as you are. (laughs) Some people put on this facade (laughs) that everything's fine and that everyone around them is normal, but... Most of us are not normal. No. But it was a pleasure working with these kids. So,
1: I know they become family. Like, they really do. They become like little siblings, or for some of them, just little cousins. Um, but they really do become <laughs> like your family because I have stayed in contact with most of them, especially through this pandemic. And, like, I talk to their parents to make sure their families are doing okay. And I, like, they're just my little little family. And I've worked with some of them since I was going to the Fine Arts Center, since I was in shows. Like, they have just always been there throughout the years, like, with me. So they really do become, like, some, like, they become familiar faces that just make you feel safe and comfortable and happy all Mm -hmm. the time. Most of the time.
0: Most of the time, <laughs> um, okay, yeah. Rachel, did you want to talk about something? About something,
2: about something
0: you wanted to bring up nostalgia, so
2: <laughs> oh, yeah, if
0: we we have, if we like have 10 have, if you
2: still so want to do that, I'm down, for we that. can whip it out, okay.
0: What about nostalgia? <laughs> Can you explain? Because nostalgia for me might be different than nostalgia for you. Because I think, you know, you're a couple years older than us. Um, What do you remember? Mm-hmm. What were your beginning memories?
2: I, well, as far as nostalgia goes, it's like mostly my childhood and then now it's starting to be like (laughs) high school times as well which is weird but I don't want to talk about that um (laughs) but like um I don't know I just feel like my childhood was simpler (laughs) than my life is now crazy and I just enjoyed life more and I think I was myself more when I was little I was a very very outgoing just like vibrant young child that kind of just did her own thing and didn't care what anyone thought and then of course that changed later on but I remember being two years old I think that's probably my earliest memory is like living in an apartment in Roy and our kitchen was super tiny and I remember falling on the floor because I like slipped I think that's one of my earliest memories (laughs) And then I remember moving to Brigham City. Like, I remember the day we came here and I was I, on my second One of my first
0: birthday. memories was being in a pool, and being in a kiddie pool next to my brother who was in a big pool. <laughs> and I was, like, jealous because I wanted to be in the big pool. <laughs> but, like, I couldn't swim. This was, like, in Chile. Like, this was, like, when I was really small. Um, but, yeah, that was one of the first memories. Oh um you know, I wasn't aware enough. Here's one of my biggest regrets: I wasn't there enough. I was too young to really fully experience and live through the joys of the Spice Girls. Um, <laughs> some people, <laughs> some people got that opportunity. I, I didn't. Is there something you missed? Is there something we yeah. missed that we never got to experience?
2: I, um, I don't mm. know. Cause like my sister is 10 years older than I am. And so even though I'm technically like not a nineties kid, like I'm on the younger end of that, I kind of was able to live that culture through her as well. So like she, Listen to Backstreet Boys and NSYNC and Britney Spears. And she had like the original Polly Pockets <laughs> that were like teeny tiny and the Barbies and like, oh, I don't know, like all those things. So I feel like I've got to experience at least like oh, yeah.
0: 10 like, years. I have a brother who's seven time. years older than me. <laughs> and so I got to experience like, this is going to sound really lame, but like Fallout Boy. <laughs> and Panic at the Disco when they were, like, really young, you know?
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, and so I was, like, five <laughs> listening to these, and I was like, yeah! I love
2: that.
0: <laughs> like, this yeah. is so, like, hardcore, and then my, my taste developed so differently. Like, what do I listen to now? <laughs> like, French pop artists? Like, <laughs> this is not Panic at the Disco anymore, honey. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> let's see what do i miss that i never got to experience i miss i'm i'm jealous of all the music that we will probably never hear like the 40s music like the 30s music like i want to i want to be able to live uh, through that and like there's music from different languages you know like the 30s happened all around the world yeah. believe it or not not just in america <laughs> So when there's like Spanish 30s music (laughs) or Hungarian 30s music, like that's really cool. And we'll probably never hear that ever. And there were probably some bops, you know. There were were probably some lit bops. Yeah. Here we are listening to Taylor Swift. (laughs) I think Taylor Swift is a good person. Do I like her music? I don't think so.
2: Her best album is Fearless, think, and anyone can you. fight me on that you're if you want to. I
0: think 21. <laughs> I think 21's a good one. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm older than you guys, and <laughs> I lived through the Taylor Swift era, so I, I can say. It. Um, just did you
0: know Iggy Azalea's Fancy was like five years ago?
2: that's wild i the thing that i remember the most about that song is going to vidcon in like 2013 or 2014 and in the convention center
0: that song played over and over that song was and over literally and over like over the song for day. a long time and what happened to that one cheerleader song do you guys remember that cheerleader i listen to that song. yeah
1: oh uh... I found myself a oh. <laughs> That song came and went oh my
0: so gosh. fast, but it was such a hard-hitting song. Like it was number one for a solid good time, and then as soon as it was done, like it was done. Like nobody ever brought it up ever again.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I barely even remember yeah, it when I you said to that. At, so,
0: at the yeah. daycare. All oh the time. my gosh, the daycare is a perfect place to hear <laughs> it. Um, wow we really delved into songs Um,
1: music is a big thing
2: music is a big (laughs) that's a big thing
1: um, I the other night where was I I was coming back from Sarah's house yeah and I had this song stuck in my head but it was just the tune and I was like what what am I what's going on and then I realized it was from the Care Bear movie number two. <laughs> oh my gosh, Care Bears, <laughs> honey. I sat in my car and I was like looking up songs from the Care Bear movie number one and Care Bear movie number two. And I was like singing along with them in my car. I was like, how do I remember all these words? I like remember when I was right? in my old house and I used to like jump on my trampoline and and like blast these from a speaker, and like sing them to my little heart's content, like singing care bear music, <laughs> jumping on my trampoline.
0: Oh my, my gosh! <laughs> One of the most. Let me think of iconic songs when I was little. Um, shoot, the Ballad of Mona Lisa by Panic at the Disco. That was a that was a hard hit for me, and I was like sixth grade. <laughs> Mm -hmm. sixth grade was a wild ride I think sixth grade was the beginning of the end for me because I went downhill (laughs) I went downhill from about sixth grade to the end of eighth grade and then in ninth grade I discovered you know performing arts and then I started to grow once again but I really I was torn down I didn't know (laughs) depression was a thing and I'm pretty sure I lived through that there should be something called like you know there's postpartum yeah. depression there should be like post kid depression you know like post fifth grade depression
2: child yeah i honestly think that's a thing because i definitely looking back was depressed in high school and i didn't realize it at the time and it was like man why did i come home and sleep every day after school and not want to do anything why was I doing, like, why couldn't I get to Next the theme I'm for like, oh, our Twilight podcast that makes Twilight sense. and
0: Depression I think it's like a uh, The perfect mix Yes! Because we, I think we all saw Twilight <laughs> when we were depressed So oh, Actually, I mean
2: Okay, so here's my thing <gasps> Oh my god! I watched gosh, it for the first time You
0: vampire loving girl
2: It's like I definitely watched watched it when i was depressed but not Um, when it was in its full you know glory but watching it now and then looking back at it and the hype that was surrounding it
0: is a really fascinating i'm not ashamed of it and i hated my sixth grade professor so much that i left the book in my little cubby and when she was like hey just come pick it up anytime during the summer i never went back and i lost that book and i went to the di and then i bought it again um uh. Well, yeah, because there's always a copy so, of uh, at the DI. Shout out to me, but I mean, it's been lovely talking to you guys. We should hit up sometimes. Rachel's a great friend, great addition. Al- um, the random Amen. clicks plus Rachel the raccoon. Uh
2: thank
0: you. Any final words? I will be heading out.
1: Um. Just everyone, stay safe. You're loved. Um, I'm trying to think of a James of the Giant Peach quote, but I can't think of no, You it. may be floating oh, you're along. <laughs> I, <laughs>
2: you but made temps, but I am from France. <laughs> we all kind of lost our marbles during okay. that show.
0: <laughs> I'll see you
1: guys later, but in a good thank you Rachel for doing
2: it